Hey, welcome this morning, this uh, Sunday after Christmas. I hope Santa Claus was good, everybody. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I, some of y'all are going like, ah, okay, maybe next year. Just try a little harder. It's not that hard to be on the nice list. Just, just try a little bit harder. Welcome to those that are live streaming with us. You are a part of our church in such a great way, and every week it is special to have you with us. So I've, uh, I've been in the middle of a little project the last uh, about a week or so. Or I've been about packing my office and um, you know, getting things ready for my move down south a couple of miles to First United Methodist Church, St. Petersburg. And uh, you know, when, you, when you start packing something, when you start packing your house, when you start packing your office, one thing you realize is as you start like collecting things and looking for that, you find boxes that you brought with you that you never opened. Does that happen to anybody else? You know, it's amazing. So I've been like looking through some of this stuff and tossing it. Other things have been going like, yeah, maybe I'll keep it. And I just zip it back in the box and just threw it on the truck and, and off it went. But you know, um, the, the neat thing is, is sometimes you find some real treasures you know, you ever found like something that you're packing and, and you find a treasure? Well, I've, I found two great treasures. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the bad news is you won't be able to be the, the people that get the good use of these. Uh, they're joke books. <laughs> right? Now, one of these is, you know, I, I guess it's kind of more for a private audience. Um, Uncle John's, kind of know where that is. Uh, his funniest ever. So um, I'm anxious to you know, read, read that one. But this is one that was given to me recently by a staff member, uh, uh, Laurel. Her name will not be revealed, and, um, you know, but it's the best joke book, period, okay? So I'm sorry that you won't be able to be, you know, everybody's like, yes, thank you, thank you. But uh, hey, the next church, hey, we'll see how that goes. Well, in a, in a minute, we're going we're gonna to look a little bit more at the shepherd's story. I know we, we visited that through our series of uh, Simply Christmas, and I think that this is one of the most important stories that's in the scriptures, especially in the season that we're in. Uh, the angel alerts the shepherds that the Savior, the long-awaited Christ, has come. This proclamation for thousands of years uh, decides to reveal this to the shepherds, and, and the angel says, go and see for yourself. So not only do you see, but that you will also believe. I want you to hold that thought for a second. Go and see so that I can believe because we're gonna talk about that. This is one of the things I love about the scriptures. Our God is a storyteller. And even though the scriptures are written by uh, human beings, as far as recorded down, we believe it's the, uh, the, the, the breath of God that uh, it's inspired these words, that, that it's God's truth, it's God's revelation. And so God is a storyteller and God tells us that people, ordinary people like these shepherds, ordinary people like you and me, that there is, comes a point in time in our life when we are given a task and maybe we're given multiple tasks and that is to go and do something great, not for ourselves, but for the kingdom. And God is fully aware of what is happening in the life of these shepherds. And God says to them, go and see but then God also says to them, go and tell. So there's two things that these shepherds are supposed to do that I think relate to us on this Sunday after Christmas. Have you ever had somebody tell you something that you thought was like mind-changing? 
Has somebody ever like told you something that you just wanted to just go and tell everybody what you just heard? Has that ever happened to you? It happens to me a lot. You know, I, I get a chance to enter into some sacred conversations with people. And because of that sacredness, I can't go and, and tell people things unless they say, you can go share that. But, but I have in my life, um, in ministry and before ministry, have been really blessed to have people say things and share things with me of what's happening in their lives that I just want the whole world to hear. Well, there's a woman that uh, during the Christmas season was really excited, and she wanted to get the story out by Christmas cards. So she goes to the post office, and she walks up to the teller, and she says, I'd like to have some, some stamps for, for my cards. And the teller behind says, well, ma'am, what denomination stamps would you like? And she said, well, how about six Baptist, 13 Catholic, and 24 Presbyterian? You see, sometimes these stories never end. You're gonna miss this stuff. I know you are, just, I, just, I, I know you're gonna miss this. Well, our Heavenly Father, uh, all throughout history, has been giving us messages. God has been saying to all of us, whether you have heard it as a proclamation, whether it has been a road to Damascus experience, an eat at Joe's flashing neon sign from the heavens, however it is, God has spoken to you. And I think that if we're honest this morning, all of us can stop for a second, lean back and go like, you know, that was God. God did speak to me. And what God says to you and said then and continues to say is go and share, but more importantly, simply share the story, the gospel, the good news, because the world needs good news today, doesn't it? We are in such desperate need of the good news of Jesus Christ. You see, when you and I are bold enough, when, when we get out of our little boxes, when we get out of our five-foot bubbles, the five-foot bubble, that's what they say is that little protection that, that we don't like to get out of that five-foot bubble to go meet other people. And if you notice when we get in a room like this and it's time to, when Melissa said, hey, greet one another, everybody kind of stood in their five-foot five bubble. You know, but, but we're called to go out of that. And we're called to go and see, but more importantly, to simply share. And that message is so important for us because when we share the good news of Jesus Christ, lives are changed, fear is diminished, hope begins to reign again, and anger is replaced with joy, forgiveness comes, and, and peace reigns on the earth. And it is so important for us to share these things. Simply sharing the good news is a game changer. It's something that God says, I'm nudging you, and in some instances, God says, I'm pushing you to go and to share the good news that has come. And you know what? It's because God says that to us today. It's because God has said that through the Christmas story. It's because God has said this for thousands and thousands of years. We're to go do that. The mission of the church is to share the good news. So here's what happened on that Christmas. When, when the angel appeared to the shepherds, they're working the graveyard shift, and an angel comes, and, and an angel just appears before them, and some huge things happen. And this event of the angel in the shepherds' lives is so profound, we're still talking about it over 2,000 years later. It made such a difference. Let's listen to what Luke says. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. That's the shepherds. Let's go to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. So they've heard the message and immediately they wanna go. They wanna do something with it. They don't wanna just like take it back, oh, well, hey, that was kinda cool. No, they wanna do something with it. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger and seeing was believing. You know, 2001, 2000, 2019, maybe every year of your life, 
We, maybe you've needed something to believe in. And maybe it's just kind of been one of those things you're like, listen, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And God is revealing himself. And God has revealed himself over and over and over again in all throughout of our history. And God is making it known in this story. They told everyone, the shepherds told everyone that they met what the angels had said about this child. And all who heard the sheep herders were impressed. <clears throat> and the sheep herders returned, and I love this, and they let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything that they had heard and seen. And it turned out exactly, listen to this, folks, it turned out exactly the way the angels said it would. Isn't that an amazing thing? You know, one of the things I've tried to teach you over 10 and a half years of ministry together is that when we read the scriptures, don't just see it as, oh, that's a story of history. Put yourself in the story. I've said that to you for 10 and a half years. Put yourself in the story. Why? Because it's God's story with you. It's not God's history, it's God's story with you. So when we think about this and we see ourselves that you and I are the shepherds, we are called to share the story. And, and we're reminded of that story that those shepherds were told by the angel that I just read, that one day the word became flesh and dwelt among us, that God came in the skin of Jesus Christ and came to show us the greater way. Throughout our days, we're gonna experience good things and we're gonna experience bad things and, and those things are just gonna happen. We're gonna find some things are gonna be life-sucking and some things are gonna be life-giving. And we're just gonna be in the middle of all those things. And that's what I think's happening here with the shepherds is they're seeing something that is happening of great joy. There's an urgency, there's this desire, this need, this I have to go and share this news. It is so important because of what I have seen and what all has happened. So here the angel appears and it's so profound that we keep talking about it even today. The story makes so much sense. And here it is in a nutshell. Shepherds, don't wait, but go and see what God is doing now. Go and see what God has done. Go and experience what God has yet to come. You see, you can't read a story like this of the angel coming to the shepherds and not being excited. You can't hear a story like this and just go like, oh, hey, just another Bible story. It's got to be something that really charges you, and it has to be something that makes sense. Sometimes we read stories in the scriptures, and we go like, ah, oh, that was written so long ago. Wish that was the way it was today. But if you put yourself in the story, which is what we're supposed to do, if you put yourself in the story, you're going to relive this, and you will see the joy that will change your life. The shepherds did exactly what the angel said. The angel said, go in haste. Go and see, see what God has done. And Luke gives us some very strong definition, some important details. He said, the shepherds see the angels. They clearly hear the message of what God is doing. And after all those years of waiting, they respond. They respond. What do you do when you get good news? What do you do when, when all of a sudden you're just kind of going by in the ordinariness of your life and good news comes. Ladies, what did you do when you received the news that you were pregnant and that you were gonna have a baby? Did it not fill you with joy? For those who have, have, have struggled with health, didn't it make a difference when the doctor looked you in the eye and said, the cancer is gone? 
You can live life again. And we see that, that news that comes our way is so profound and it reminds us of the strength of our Lord Jesus Christ. The shepherds run to the place that they were told and there they find Mary and Joseph and the baby, just as the angel said. But the story doesn't stop there. They not only go and see, but they go and they tell. They leave that place in haste and they go and they tell the world and they're simply sharing the importance. And I believe that that's the message for St. Paul United Methodist Church. I believe that's the message for every church, that we are not merely to just come and see, but that we are to come and see, experience, and then go and tell, and that we are to make a difference in that way. The passage this morning mentions one more thing. Luke says after the shepherds left, that there's a time of reflection. And he says this, he says, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and she thought about them often. And this is the story, the part of the story that becomes personal for me. You know, I, I tried to unpack this a little bit on Christmas Eve about, you know, Mary, did you really know? And did you, or were you aware of these things? But Mary pondered these things. And I've been pondering so many things in my heart. It seems like only yesterday that I was standing before you for the first time, 10 and a half years ago. I mean, my hair was a little browner, not as gray, didn't have as many wrinkles. Uh, but you know, 10 and a half years ago, I stood before you and, and what did you do? You welcomed me. You welcomed my family. You, you, you loved us through all the things and the uh, challenges and, and all of the ups and downs that, that Patty reflected in Facebook. Um, you all were there for us and you helped us through so many things. St. Paul United Methodist Church is, is known in our community as the church that cares. You know, we've made it really our mantra these last several years to not be one of those churches that tells everybody what they're against. We don't wanna be a church that's known by, well, they're against this and they're against, we wanna be known by a church that everybody knows what we're for. And there's a big difference there. And that difference, I believe, leads and moves us directly into the words of Jesus when he said, love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. In 10 and a half years, God has placed that as my mission to you. The mission to teach you to be a church that tells people what we're for. We're for the love the power, the transformation, the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And that is the light that we have been called to be in this community. You know, I, I've loved being your pastor, I really have. And, and Patty and I, we've, we've been kind of reminiscing about you know, all these little stories uh, for the last, over the last couple of weeks and uh, since uh, we received the news that we'll be heading to First United Methodist Church at St. Petersburg. And uh, Leanne and Taylor, they're here. They just moved back from Mississippi, Kimberly, and, and her kids, Leanne and Taylor, and their kids, our six grandchildren. I mean, you all have been um, an integral part of our life. And for that, we love you. And we are so grateful for that, for the genuineness that you have showed us through the years. And as I have walked with you these last 10 and a half years, what a joy it has been for me, even if I've just had a small part to see what God has been doing in you, to just see how God has been leading you, nurturing you, calling you out of complacency, stretching you, maybe disagreeing with me on things, and that's okay, because that means you're gonna think about it. 
and ways in which God has called us to lead into our future. I also wanna say this. I also wanna tell you how much I love our staff. I mean, we have been family for over 10 and a half years. I was looking at the staff the other day, and I think out of like four of them, um, you know, I personally have been involved in hiring over a dozen of our staff. And, and here's the interesting thing about it. Patty jokes about this as well. I spend more time with the staff than I do with her. Now, I'm not saying that to be bragging about, that, but that just goes to show you the, the kind of relationship that your staff has. And it has been so important for me as the lead pastor to instill that value in our staff, that we're family. That yes, we have our differences, yes, we have our challenges, but we work together for the common good. We play together, we work hard, and they have to endure the jokes. But that's all part of what it is. Here's what I wanna say, trust them. They love Jesus, they are sold out for Christ. Trust them implicitly. They will not steer you wrong. And I was uh, reflecting a little bit on Psalm 81 this week. And, and this is one of those Psalms that for me is, is kind of, you know, that we should be praying in our everyday life and, and as clergy we should be praying about through our vocational sense. And the psalmist says, God speaking, I have released the burden from your shoulders, you are now free. And I feel that that's where I have come today with you all. I love you deeply, but I, free that, I feel that God has removed the burden to care for you every day. I've loved to do this. And God has said, you are free from that. And so, so I, I pass the baton, not only to your staff, but to Pastor Don. And I truly believe that the greatest days of St. Paul United Methodist Church are still coming. And I'm so happy that I've had an opportunity to be a part of that. The night the shepherds heard the angels' message was one that they would never forget. It gave them fuel to be somebody. It gave them the heart to say, we can make a difference. It made them to be ones that the world would look at in a totally different way and say, they saw what they saw. And because of that, Christ has been honored in all that is done. So let me say this. Don't become complacent. Don't ever become complacent. Always yearn. Always yearn for what's next. Wait and see, but pursue Christ in such great boldness and allow God to change you, to transform you, to, to, to put a new song into your, into your heart, to give you new wine and new wineskins, as the scriptures would say. Don't keep looking at the past. When the Israelites did that and they grumbled against Moses, all hell really broke loose. Don't do that. Look forward. There's a reason why when we drive, our windshield is big and our rearview mirror is small. We're to see where we're going. We celebrate our past and we come to the future. So one more thing I wanna leave you with. Go and tell and simply share what makes this church so special. And these are our core values. If you're new here today, and you are looking for a church, I think when you hear the core values that are the heart of this church, that God will speak to you to say, I, I wanna be a part of this. We love God and others. We love because we are loved. Love is the number one value we carry as a church. 
Why do we love? Because God loved us. We strive to be authentic. We, we, we live out what Jesus taught us. You know, we don't try to put on pretenses. We don't try to tell people we're uber righteous and lord it over people. We let them know that we're sinners and we struggle too. And that God's miracles in our lives can be miracles in their lives. We believe that generosity is the heart of God. We get to give. For those who, who pick and choose about, I will or I won't give, or I like this decision or I don't like this, and because I didn't like this decision, I'm gonna stop giving. You are not a generous person. You aren't. Give freely, not because of man's deeds, but what God has done in you. And that's how we will all be seen in the kingdom, in the heaven, because generosity is a gift from God. We get to give. We should be at the point where we say, we get to give. Why? We say, God gave his only son, Jesus Christ, and we, we place that up in our houses and everything else. But do we really live that? Are we generous too? Absolutely. We're better together. Unity is so important in church. Unity says that, that you can have your opinion and, and we might have conversation and it could be a spirited conversation. But at the end of that, we have unity because we are one in Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone of the church. So that means that, that, that we don't need to live in the extremes. That means that if we happen to be in the extremes, that it's a call to come to the middle, to say, how do we work this together? How can we be the church? We are better together, you belong here. If you're a part of this church, stay a part of this church. The grass is not always greener on the other side. And we do whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus Christ. I love that one. We do whatever it takes, and you do that. And that's the heartbeat of this beautiful church. So, so like the shepherds, we have a message to be told. You have a message to be told. But here's the difference in the message, okay? You can either take this message and just simply make bubbles, and then they disappear, or you can hear this message and be a mighty force like this. That's the message of God. Don't blow bubbles, friends. Make waves for Jesus. Let's pray. God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this precious moment that has been both um, humbling, but also, Lord, life-giving. Thank you for our friends here at St. Paul United Methodist Church and those who will connect in the church in the seasons to come. I pray in advance for Pastor Don and for Cindy, for their family as a transition. And God, may the heavens open for the ministry that you have yet to reveal, but will reveal the mighty force that they will be a part of here in this community. I thank you for all of my friends. In Jesus' name. Amen.